Hey everyone, welcome to Healthy Mind, Happy Life Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Engler. I believe that we can all move through life transitions without losing who we are, but it takes the right support, community, and connection to carry us through. We can heal through sharing experience, strength, and hope. Each week, we will have genuine and real conversations that will inspire you to shift your mindset to live a happier, free life. Hey friends, I just want to give you a little reminder, if you could go on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or really wherever you listen to it and write a review, tap the stars, but also write something that you're enjoying about the podcast. Take a screenshot of that, email it to me at elevateyourlifecoachingschool at gmail.com, and I will put your name into a raffle to win a free coaching session with me. Uh, I would really, really appreciate it, and it helps more than you know. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys. So just getting over Thanksgiving and entering into the holiday season, which I know can be exciting and heavy and just a bag of mixed emotions for so many of us, which I'm going to do an episode on coming up right before Christmas about navigating the holidays. And I just don't really know what I want to say on it yet. So I need a little more time to to think about it. And I am curious if you guys could send me some feedback, you know, what is your experience during the holidays? Because I'm, I'm always interested. I get such a vast, a vast amount of experiences from positive to negative to everything in between. So I'm very curious to hear all of your stories as well. Today, though, I wanted to spend some time talking about imposter syndrome Since confidence is something that I often talk about, imposter syndrome is something that keeps us from fully stepping into ourselves and feeling confident about ourselves, about entering into situations, just feeling confident in general. So imposter syndrome is something that I didn't really understand for a long time. Now that I have a better grip on it, I can see that I have it. <laughs> and I have a better understanding of what what the cycle of imposter syndrome looks like, which we're going to go over today. And I'm going to share a little bit about what my cycle has looked like. And I'm not going to sit here and act like this doesn't still happen in my life because it does. I I honestly think very often that I'm an imposter and I never give myself enough credit or validation for the things I'm doing. So this is an ongoing battle that I struggle with. But I will say it's always been waves, like I have highs and lows and it, and there's times where well I guess what I mean by that is I experience moments where it's worse. And then I have moments where it's not a factor at all. And I feel like those wavelengths used to be closer together, but now they're they're growing apart. And the uh, amount of times that this occurs in my life is becoming less frequent. And when it does happen, I can talk myself through it and navigate it in a much shorter time frame where 
prior, I would say it went on for a long time and it was really hard to get out of. The other thing I will note really quick, if you're a female, where you're at in your cycle and your hormones will also play an impact on this. So it, it plays an impact on our emotional health. So, you know, if you're already feeling like an imposter or not worthy at your job, at home or in relationships, whatever area of your life, depending on where you're at in your cycle and your hormones could exacerbate how you're feeling about it. So imposter syndrome is a psychological occurrence that keeps us from feeling confident that it it's this idea that you feel like a fraud, that you're never good enough, that all the efforts that you've made are and accomplishments are just not worthy. They're, they're just never good enough. And so a lot of us worry that people will see us as a fraud. So we try to overcompensate and we overprepare. So for example, if you have a project at work or a presentation at work that you're doing, you may over prepare for it, which let me say, that's not always a bad thing. It's always better to be over prepared than under prepared. And when I used to run groups and stuff, I you know always made sure that I had enough material. And a lot of times we never got to it, but I'd rather be over prepared. So there are situations where that's a good thing, but the intention behind why you're doing it. So with imposter syndrome, you're likely overcompensating and overpreparing in hopes to avoid others seeing you as a fraud or as a failure. That you really believe that you don't know what you're talking about or what you're doing, so you will overcompensate and prepare for that presentation to make it look like you know what you're doing, even though you probably already do. <laughs> and if you just allowed yourself to step into that role and share your knowledge and your experience, then that would be enough. But if you believe that what you're doing is never good enough, then you will overcompensate to avoid other people seeing your, quote, failures. Now, I can speak to this because I have spent most of my life, and like I said, I, I still do from time to time, experience imposter syndrome. I never give myself enough credit. I always feel like I could be doing more. I never feel like I'm worthy. I uh, often get stuck in the trap of comparison, which I honestly have done a lot of work on and I don't feel like that's a big thing in my life anymore. But I will say comparison fuels this this experience of imposter syndrome. I've never felt like I'm competent enough or intelligent enough. And I worry that other people will see that, will see me as a fraud, will see me not good enough, or that I didn't help them like that coach or that counselor or that person. And I worry that people are going to see me that way. But when I really can challenge my thoughts on that, how could I possibly be a fraud when I show up 
as authentically and organically as possible. I'm not one of those people that will put stuff on social media that's not true. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm doing taco night with my family and we do this every week when really we're eating pizza every week. I'm not that person that's going to put one thing on social media and be another in my life. What you see is what you get. And yet my brain tells me that I'm a fraud, that I'm an imposter, that I'm not good enough. And I, because of this, I try to perfect everything I'm doing. I get stuck in obsessions and I ruminate on things, trying in hopes of accomplishing more, in hopes of people seeing my worth and my accomplishments. And so one thing I, I do want to talk about is this cycle of imposter syndrome. So the way the cycle goes is you start a new project or task. That's the first one. And I kind of already touched on that. So this could be a change that you're making in your life, something going on at work, school, whatever. The next step is leading to anxious thoughts and over-preparing for the event. So feeling worried about it. And again, worried that other people are going to see you as a fraud, that you're not an expert, that you don't know what you're talking about. And that builds the anxiety around the event. Then the next step is the project's complete, presentation's complete, you're working on this change, and there's a sense of relief and a sense of accomplishment that comes with finishing it. But hold on. Then the next one is... are these thoughts that start to creep in. Like, I could have done better or someone else would have done a better job or, oh, I wish I would have said this or I could have done this differently. And you start ruminating on all these thoughts and playing the situation over and over and over again in your head. Or if you got feedback or criticism from anyone, you may fixate and focus on that and play that through in your head on how could I have answered that question differently or, or oh, they were right. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. And you start to entertain these thoughts and really go down this spiral of, of thoughts of, around anxiety and self-doubt and feeling, again, like you don't belong in that position that you're in, that you are a complete fraud. And and that's the last step is leading are those thoughts that lead to those increased feelings of anxiety and self-doubt. And then the cycle repeats itself during the next, you know, the next situation that presents itself. And a lot of the symptoms around imposter syndrome are feeling like success is never possible, never giving yourself enough validation, always believing that you could or should be doing more, fear of not meeting others' expectations, believing past successes are related to luck and not hard work. And I have found that a lot of these beliefs just come from our own judgments. 
So we may have judged other people in the back of our mind because we all do that. So let's just be honest. Maybe you've judged someone for something that they did at work or the way they parented or the way they did X, Y, and Z. And it didn't align with your beliefs, right? So that's where why we judge people is because it doesn't align with our belief system. And say you've judged someone for their lack of work ethic or not doing a good job. So what happens is we now become fearful of being seen that way, right? We don't want someone to see us as that mom or that dad. We don't want someone to see us as not knowing what we're talking about at work. And we build this fear around the judgments that we had about other people. So what we do is we pour our energy into working harder to not become that person or that thing that we judged in the past. And maybe you don't do this, but I I have found that this is a frequent occurrence and I, I do challenge people on it. And, uh, and so, you know, we... We do it in other ways too when we're trying to avoid becoming like our parents or becoming like someone we don't like or something that really irritates us. We will work so hard to avoid that thing. And and what can happen is we start feeling like we're not good enough or we're not successful enough or we don't give ourselves that validation you know, self-doubt and fear are are things that have been generated over years and years and years, likely beginning with our childhood, whether that's by who raised us or our experiences in childhood. And a major influence is our environments, right? We're not really born with fear and self-doubt. We learn it based on our environments, aka high school had a major influence and and it probably started before high school, but a lot of this self-doubt, fear, trying to fit in comes from high school. Honestly, guys, I feel like I am just recovering from the emotional damage of high school and I'm 32. (laughs) that you know it's a lot of it with now that I am looking back on it may have been from other people but a lot of it was self-induced it was my own perspective of who I thought I should be or wanted to be based on what I was seeing in my environment and now I run into people from high school and I and I've talked to people here and there and their perspective of things was definitely not the same perspective I had. And so I had this realization that I caused a lot of my own emotional damage based on me trying to fit in or have them perceive me a certain way. And I just had this fear of not meeting their expectations. And that, that, eventually translated into my adult life. So going into my career and into schoolwork, 
in my master's program and then back into my career, you know, I had these fears all the time. Like, I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, you know, that person's more knowledgeable than me. And I never have given myself validation or credit. I just think a lot of it is with the work that I've put into myself, maturity, perspective on life. I do feel like coming into my 30s, my perspective on life has shifted and I see things a lot differently now. It's not so narrow and like right in front of me. It's I have a bigger scope and I'm able to look at things a lot differently in a, in a bigger uh, in a bigger way outside of just my little world. And I know I'm kind of like digressing here, but I I do believe that with time and age and stage of life, things have changed and that it is getting better, but I've also put in the work too. I've honestly always relied on other people's validation to make my ego okay. And I needed that early on because I was insecure about my position at work and about in other areas of my life. But over time, I've been able to talk back to my inner critic and that thing that tells me that I'm not good enough. I have a voice now of my own and I will literally tell it to shut up and and I will combat it with thoughts that prove it wrong. So, so I've gotten a lot better at combating that inner dialogue that tells me that I should be doing more, that I'm not good enough because it's really unproductive and all it does is send me into the shit spiral that, which is, you know, overthinking and fixating on things that are not helpful at all. So what I'm desiring is to feel like I'm worthy or deserving of that position, right? I'm looking for that confidence. And it is there. It's just that this is standing in in your way, right? We all want to feel confident. But confidence is also a mindset. It's not just something that we have overnight. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. And I don't mean be a fraud, like a literal fraud. I just mean sometimes even if you are feeling insecure or you're not feeling confident, pretending that you are confident, like thinking about what would that feel like or thinking about someone that you know is a confident person and and saying, you know, I want that. I want to be that way. And being able to pull those qualities it into yourself. And and even if you're questioning or doubting yourself, being able to in your head say, okay, I'm going to just pretend like I know what I'm doing and see how this goes. And I have had to do that a few times, especially when my anxiety starts taking over and I start questioning myself. And I have found that Being anxious is like a rocking chair, right? It gives me something to do, but it doesn't get me anywhere. So what I can do is acknowledge the anxiety, 
but I don't need to let it control me. And so when I say fake it till you make it, I may not know what that confidence feels like yet, but I can surely pretend that I am because other people don't necessarily know that I'm doubting myself, that I'm feeling anxious, right? So I, when I step into that, I actually embrace confidence and it allows me to, even if I don't fully feel like I know what I'm talking about or feel confident, it allows me to have a sense of what that would feel like. And it takes me out of this imposter syndrome and getting caught in these unhelpful thoughts that really, like I said, give me something to do. They occupy my mind. That's it. They serve no other purpose except to bring me down. So I know that a lot of people listening to this can relate to this feeling. And I just want to say, you are not an imposter. You are not an imposter. You know what you're doing. You have worked hard to get where you where you are. And unless you're intentionally being a fake person or putting fake material out there, then you are not an imposter, right? If you work hard, you do your best, you show up and as an authentic, honest person, that isn't an imposter, right? An imposter is literally putting on another mask and pretending you're someone else, pretending something that you're not. And so when you can prove those facts to yourself that you are what you are and that you've worked hard to get where you're where you are, that you know what you're talking about, then these when you can start to frame it and see it that way, these feelings and overthinking will slowly start to to disintegrate. I hope this episode was helpful to you guys. Don't forget to leave a review and you will be entered into a raffle to win a free coaching session with me. And I just send you guys all the best during this holiday season. And I hope that you can slow down and find some time with your family or whatever you enjoyed doing this time of the year. And I will see you all back next week. Bye, guys.